Good morning. I want to welcome you to All Souls Unitarian Universalist Church. My name is Susan Caldwell, and I'm the Director of Religious Education here. Whatever your age, ability, origin, gender, race, identity, orientation, or background, if you want to worship with us, you are welcome here. We have found here that diversity of belief and opinion add depth to our experience of community, and we've also found that we need not think alike to love alike that it's even a little more fun when we can challenge each other a little bit. We're united, therefore, not by a creed, but by a covenant to support each other on the spiritual journey to work together for a better world. If you're visiting for the first time, we would ask that you fill out one of the blue visitor cards in the pew pocket in front of you and place that in the offering basket as it comes around. Um, and if you would like to... Uh, talk to the minister, Reverend Barbara Gerald, who's right over here, or to me, um, maybe um, either today or later on in the week, that's great, but put that on the card and we will be sure, um, if you would like a call, we'll be sure to give you a call. Um, Barbara will be preaching next week and I recommend that you come back to hear her, she's pretty wonderful. And, uh, and also that you come back a few times. We always tell people this, if you're new, please, please come back to several services um, as you are contemplating whether this is your spiritual home. This morning we have an intergenerational service. We have these every seven to eight weeks. Usually our children and youth um, are in with us every Sunday for the beginning of the service and then go out to their classes. But um, in this service today, they'll be in to share with us some of the things that um, they've been doing in their classes. Uh, this, this, we call them pillars, they're thematic units, and this one has been on world religions. Um, we encourage you to join us after the service in the social hall uh, for refreshments and conversation. If you'd like to know a little bit more about our church and the Unitarian Universalist movement, you can ask me, you can ask our membership chair, Ron Thurston, who's standing at the back. Um, um, you can uh, ask Barbara, you can call or email either of us. Our contact information is, is on the back of your order of service. Um, announcements are listed in your order of service, and all of our church events are open to everyone. I do want to highlight one in particular that is happening today. It's not a church event, but it's a community event. Um, you may have already heard about the hateful posters that were left at Masjid al-Nur um, this, this week, this past Monday, um, over in Bossier. They were apparently from a white supremacist group called American Vanguard. And um, so our friends at Masjid al-Nur, which is a different mosque from Masjid al-Taqwa that, that, that their members were here last week with their imam, but um, they are inviting the community in for a potluck tonight. And they're located at 1000 Del High Street. If you're on Facebook, the information is on the church's um, Facebook page. We encourage you to, you know, if you don't have to go home and cook something, pick up something. They are encouraging us to leave the preparation of meat dishes to them so that they do it in the halal way that, that, um, that conforms to their dietary guidelines but we're welcome to bring vegetarian entrees or sides or desserts, rolls, you know, whatever, and show up, you guys, and let's show them that, that, that that's not the community that we are. Um, and I think that is it. I don't see our board president here today. Um, so I would ask that you either silence or, or put on uh, 
or turn off your cell phones. If you do want to tweet about wonderful things that happened here, our hashtags are UUShreve, which is for our congregation, and UUSunday, which is for the Unitarian Universalist denomination as a whole. Thank you, and welcome to All Souls. On a Unitarian Universalist path, why study world religions? We look to our third source, which you will hear in a moment, for inspiration in our ethical and spiritual lives. We learn from stories and from disciplines that often point us back to our own faith, that we may see it with new eyes and new appreciation. And perhaps most important of all, or just as important, we learn about world religions that we might better know our neighbors. I believe that any progress we make in human relations comes in the act of putting a human face on the one that we would otherwise call other. To know something of their stories and teaching is one way we begin to stake out a patch of common ground and to examine our differences as doors of opportunity rather than walls of fear and separation. And I'll ask my bolts, my bearers of light and tradition this morning, um, Gretchen Upton and, um, and Ian Sochet. And I'll also ask our pre-K K-1 class to come up and join us and help lead the chalice lighting, which is printed in your order of service. Do we have some pre here? Come on, Amy Kate. <laughs> you can do this. And please join us if the words are in your order of service, and if you know the motions, please join us for those too. They can teach you. We like this chalice to celebrate Unitarian Universalism. This is the church of the open mind. This is the church of the helping hands. This is the church of the loving heart. Every time we have together in worship, we celebrate our first principle, the covenant to affirm and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person. We value the individual and honor the idea that each of us has light to shine in the world. Each week throughout the year, we celebrate our first source. Direct experience of that transcending mystery and wonder affirms in all cultures, which moves us to renewal of the spirit and an openness to the forces which create and uphold life. Through our own senses, we discover blessing, beauty, and grace we cannot create. We are now in the season of our church's year that considers other major religions of the world, and the wise ones from those traditions. Our focus shifts to the third source, which is 
wisdom from the world religions which inspires us in our ethical and spiritual life. We also look to our sixth principle, the role of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. The other lighted candles represent the principles and sources we have previously highlighted. Complete copies of principles and sources are available in the foyer. We invite you to take one and consider making these ideals your own. Some form of prayer or meditation is a part of just about every religious tradition, including our own. Whether we speak to God or to the source and spirit of all life by any of its many names, and whatever and wherever we perceive that source to be, prayer and meditation help us to slow down, to be still, to lift up our concerns and intentions for others and for ourselves, to find answers or perhaps just better questions. In that spirit of openness to the forces that create and uphold life, will you join me in the spirit of prayer? God of many names, source beyond all naming, we pray to know what speaks to the hearts of our neighbors and to be open to all that might speak to our own. We pray to see and hear them, to know their stories, and indeed to meet them in a place out beyond us and them, where all will feel safe and welcome. May we be bearers of light in the darkness. May we speak love to fear, ignorance, and hatred. May we move forward in hope, amplifying and magnifying that hope even at those times when we find only remnants along the path. We carry these intentions and our own in our hearts as we enter the silence. For all of those <coughs> not with us today, who might be traveling, we light this candle for good travels and safe returns. Or maybe this one. And for our world, that we all may do what we can do to move toward peace. have middle and high schoolers that want to speak to us this morning. All right. <laughs> they went in a little more depth this morning into two different faiths that are often misunderstood, Islam and Wicca, and um, were asked to provide uh, some perspective. Okay, so... Um, oh, come on over here. <laughs> okay, so we only did Islam, but... <laughs> Islam's third pillar is to give charity to those in need. This relates to those, wait, two, to our second principle, teaching compassion for human beings, and our sixth principle, to the goal of world community. Um, they also uh, reliably place their faith in a higher power, much as the roots of Unitarian Universalism, um, trusting that there is something beyond their understanding that works toward good in the world. 
right. <laughs> well, thank y'all. And their teachers were Noah Waxap and Rovina Windsor. Noah, Noah is with them all year long and is doing a wonderful job. Most of you know um, that three out of four members of my family recently came back from Korea where we went to visit the fourth member, our son, who's teaching middle school English in the city of Daejeon. During our trip, we spent time in Daejeon and also in Seoul. And I have not come back an expert on Korea by any means. But what I learned there is that while the majority of their population practice no religious faith, the largest percentage of religious people in Korea are actually Christian, and after that, Buddhists. However, what, to my mind, as I spent time there, still pervades the culture, is left over from about 400 years of Confucian kings, the Joseon dynasty that ruled from the late 14th to the mid-19th century. Some people think of Confucianism as more of an ethical philosophy, but Confucius grounded his ethical vision in deep religious roots in Taoism. If you remember the Lao Tzu quote, if there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nation, there must be peace in the cities, peace between neighbors, peace in the home, peace in the heart. Now listen to Confucius. Only when things are investigated is knowledge extended. Only when knowledge is extended are thoughts sincere. Only when thoughts are sincere are minds rectified. Only when minds are rectified are the characters of persons cultivated. Only when character is cultivated are our families regulated. And only when families are regulated are states well governed. And only when states are well governed is there peace in the world. In the Joseon dynasty, there was a definite social hierarchy. I'm not saying that this was an egalitarian paradise by any means. But with each place in the hierarchy, there was a great sense of responsibility for the greater good. The kings felt personally responsible for the happiness and well-being of all their subjects. And everyone, whether they were teachers or historians or whatever roles they might have played, also felt this deep responsibility to the greater good. Um, furthermore, and I love this part, the historians were allowed to record the history absolutely independently with no supervision by the king. The king couldn't even read it until like maybe, you know, a few years later. So this concern for the social order, this concern for the greater good, seems now, today, to pervade the entire culture there. In a city of over 10 million people, where we would often be in crowded circumstances, I was never once pushed on the subway, um, no one ever like rushed by me and, and brushed me that they didn't you know bow and, and, and apologize and I bowed back. Um, a takeout meal that we ordered one night in the hotel because we were tired from all our running around came in real dishes and canisters in a big bin that we were instructed simply to leave on the sidewalk outside the hotel once we were done with it. This was a nine-story hotel in, in the middle of the city. Life isn't perfect there by any means. Their recent president, President Park Joon-hee, um, is in the middle of impeachment proceedings, and there is actually a temporary president right now. And there were massive protests on the public square every weekend, with a smaller permanent protest encampment 24-7. 
The weekend protests, though, were highly coordinated and choreographed, and the protesters dispatched their own cleanup crews at the end of the weekend. And before everyone goes, well, that's the way to do it, that's the way we should do it, let's also remember their police do not carry guns. They rely instead on this overriding concern for the social order, the greater good, relationship with responsibility. It's something maybe not as ingrained in our very individualistic society, but it's something we need to learn just as in our faith tradition, I think we are transitioning from a very individualistic faith tradition to still, of course, valuing the individual, but with more concern for community. So I hope that many of you will be able to come to Masjid al-Nur this evening. Um, throughout the community, response to this event has been very positive, ranging from those who practice many different faith traditions to those who practice none at all. We may have many different ideas of God, different ideas on many of the big questions that religions were born to pursue, but we have seen, nevertheless, a resounding response of unity around the belief that random acts of hatred and threatened violence are not okay. That not only are they not okay, they go against the tenets of every faith tradition you will see represented and, and of many faiths that we've heard of today. Our second through fifth graders and our middle and high schoolers will tell you that every faith they explored brought messages of love, of service, of giving. So I hope to see you tonight on that patch of common ground in Bossier City. Remembering these words from John Brigham, go your ways knowing not the answers to all things, yet seeking always the answer to one more thing than you know.